hello and welcome to Virtual Team Dynamics, the All Fire podcast. This is episode number 46. My name is Francis Norman. I'm the founder and principal consultant here at All Fire. At All Fire, we specialise in helping you get the most from your virtual teams through understanding how your team members communicate and interact. On the podcast today, we'll be discussing how companies develop international communication skills within their personnel and uh, talking about three different ways that that can occur. So as with all of our podcasts, there's an accompanying article on the All Fire website, so please do check it out for additional information. And while you're there, sign up for our regular newsletter, find out a bit more about how we may be able to help you with your business. So with more and more businesses using virtual teams and more and more businesses sending people globally to uh, to represent them either through secondments, deployments, transfers or whatever, it's very appropriate that um, that we consider how companies help their employees learn to cope, how to build these international communication skills. And when we talk about international communication skills, of course, we're not just talking about language. In fact, language is probably one of the easiest parts of all because it's something that can be learned and can be taught. Whereas what we're really considering is how you how you uh, survive almost in these other countries when you're when you're working away. Now, there are realistically, there are three points along a continuum where most employee employers would find themselves. There are those who, to use the terminology we've used on the article that accompanies this, this um, podcast, there are those who would throw their employees in at the deep end. And of course, along with that, there are employees who choose to jump in at the deep end. And these are the ones where there's no real training or background or anything. It's a case of, right, okay, we want you to go to this place, pack your bags, here's some aeroplane tickets, off you go. So that's the in at the deep end option. The second option is what we're referring to as giving the employee basic swimming lessons. So you teach them maybe to swim a length or a width or at least to float in the pool. Then you give them the tickets, you give them their uh, passport, they pack their bags and away they go. Now in this context they would get a little bit of the fundamentals of cross-cultural awareness. So they would learn some generic things to be aware of and to be conscious, some basic communications, awareness, skills and so forth before they go and then away they would go. And then the third one is to give employees continual swimming lessons a life vest and have trained lifeguards monitoring the employee's progress as their swimming develops. So to to expand on that analogy, that's essentially to give the employees not just basic cross-cultural training and basic communications awareness, but to give them some really deep and really meaningful training in all of that to give them some time to to learn some language possibly, to give them some time in with people who are working 
already in that space or who have been in deployments to either the same place or to very similar places and then to provide them with coaches and mentors as well so that as they work through their deployment they can learn to become better and to become more comfortable as they go. This of course is the most expensive of the three, it's the most time consuming of the three and it's also the one that means that you can't just pull someone from their desk and say right off you go we want you at this place in two days because if you're going to spend the time training them and developing them that takes a while. Now each of these three approaches have their own merits and they have their own points in use as well. If you're running a very short project where you want people just to to very quickly go somewhere for a few days or a few weeks or even for a month or two but that's going to be the only time they're ever going to be there. In those instances, unless there is a real cultural imperative for them to have extensive training, it would be very hard to justify anything other than throwing them in at the deep end or giving them basic training that they may um, even develop while they're travelling. Of course, if they're going to be there for a long time and you want them to be a major investment for your business, then you really do or really should consider providing the longer and deeper amount of training and the deeper amount of support that goes with putting people into these places for longer. You're making an investment in them and you want them to hit the ground running. You want them to be a viable long-term option for you in this place and in this country where you're going. And of course, you want them to survive. Um, And by survive, I mean, of course, you want them to, to thrive in the country in which they go to. You want them to be there and to be very effective from as early as possible during their deployment. Now, regardless of the level of training and development that people get, there will always be things that they won't know when they arrive. There will always be things that they'll be challenged by and there'll be things that they'll have to adapt to and learn to understand as the time that they spend in this country progresses. Um, Obviously, the more and the better attuned they are before they go in, the better local support they've got while they're there, the better access they've got to coaches and mentors and and people back at head office to to guide them through some of the um, pitfalls and difficulties that they may experience, then far and away they they will deal better with these problems and challenges when they arise. If you send someone on a long-term secondment somewhere and you give them no training, and by long term we're talking really six months to multiple years, it's going to take them the first three to six months really to work out what they're doing and why they are there and how they're going to function and how they're going to deal with their new colleagues. It, that's just a simple matter of fact that that it takes people a while to adapt and it takes people a while to learn what they need to know. Whereas if they've got the experience and they've got the background and they've got the support before they go then that time becomes shorter and the gradient of the learning curve becomes less steep. There will always be things that you will do for the first time several months after you arrive in a new country or in a new location. There's nothing you can do to accelerate that so those things will always occur at the points in time when they occur but the the general things of learning how to behave in your office, how to behave in the hotel when you arrive, what to expect when you get off the plane, whether you need to tip or not, how you would get a taxi, how you would travel around, how you should deal with with people, how you should deal with male and females in the country that you're visiting, how you should dress, 
um, how you should communicate, what you would expect when you're communicating with your colleagues, whether your colleagues will expect a very direct form of communication or whether they would expect a much softer, more nuanced form of communication from you and whether you should expect what you should expect as far as communication style from them. And many, many other questions. All of these things can be considered and educated in people. A lot of the things that I've just listed there, of course, are actual thing points of knowledge. They are skills and they are points of knowledge. Things like how do you navigate through customs? How do you navigate through booking into your hotel, getting to the office, going through things like that? That sort of thing can be documented. And people can, they can almost board the plane with the instructions and read them on the flight and then work them through as they get there. Whereas some of the other things, some of the softer things, some of the more humanistic things, like how you behave with your colleagues, um, how you should behave at certain types of events, the, the communication styles that you should both give and receive, those are harder to comprehend and they're harder to to codify and they're harder to document you can write down that you would that you should behave in a certain way with your colleagues but it's very very good if you're able to actually um, to test yourself before you set off to spend some time with someone who's used to that culture who can who can explain things to you in a way that makes sense and that, that can answer questions for you in a safe and low risk environment rather than you have to do it for the first time when it's live and when you're dealing with people who may they may not be very tolerant of people from new cultures possibly they may have had a regular churn of new people coming and going and they may just get to the point where they think well it's the same old same old we've had these people come we've had these people go but they're not going to be any different to the last ones we'll just accept them they can sit in the corner they can do their job we don't want to deal with them Whereas if you can turn up there fully committed, fully engaged and fully aware, always accepting you're going to make mistakes, but reasonably well prepared, then you will do much better and you will be much broadly accepted than you would be if you just to arrive without any preparation whatsoever. So we're going to talk about a few of these things in a couple of the future articles and podcasts. But in the meantime, I do hope you've enjoyed this episode. And if you have, please do check us out. We're at www.ulfire.com.au. And of course, we'd love for you to subscribe to the podcast feed, to keep up to date with future episodes, and of course, to the newsletter that we send out from the website about once every two weeks. And in the meantime, I look forward to speaking to you on future podcasts. Thank you. Thank you.